what do we do, people? I don't know. I just said that. I don't know. What's um what's a baseball what intro? It's what it do. Or you for a baseball intro, you could you could sound like Jim Nance, like hello friends. Welcome. Yeah, that's kind of boring though. Anyway, people's out there all around the world watching or listening, wherever you are. It is MLB opening day uh in America for you know the twenty twenty three season. So given you know, all that goodies. You know it. Actually <laughs> yeah. on the year. 161 one win games. 4-0. Yep. Or one, a victory 4-0 over the Detroit Tigers today. Impressive. Yeah, and I don't I, know why they had a midday game because nobody went to that. They always have midday games. And actually, I know. before you do that, I will say, because I was heading back over here today, coming back from that way, there was a lot of people coming from St. Pete trying to get to the Lightning game. Like, so everybody went to the Rays game first, and then they were hopping over to the Lightning game, probably. Yes, pretty much. They were doubling it up. Anyways, welcome to the Running Gum Podcast, episode 10. We were uh, having our little soliloquy about baseball there for a second. Yeah. The interesting thing that America doesn't realize is that me and Ace have finally actually seen each other face-to-face, and we've realized that we were actually too dangerous to have physically in the same place at the same time nobody's safe let's just let's just leave it like that so i'm just like i told him at the moment i was like this is why we can't be together we can't physically be in the same room together because it's it's horrible it is horrible we'll just roast the crap out of everybody (laughs) and then you talk about pour gasoline on the whole room and just leave it to burn oh my gosh but that being said, um, folks, as you know, be sure to leave a comment. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe as well. Um, be a friend, tell a friend. Yes, as always, be a friend, tell a friend. Um, got a lot of good stuff today. Family Pro Day, I've got a lot of numbers and stuff from that. We don't have any for they, you. Have they, have they said what teams went? I'm probably have to look that up. I don't think I saw anything about which team showed up. I saw, the Patriots. I saw the Patriots in a photograph. The Patriots were definitely there. So, and of course, that makes sense, Bill Belichick. Um, but yeah, you know, we're gonna talk about that when we get in this, when we get into this and everything like that. So, you know, of course, as y'all know, make sure you like, share, and subscribe, as Ace already said, and everything. But intros next. Don't go anywhere. It's gonna be a fun one today. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is GP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Jimmy Hendricks. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast.
I will say we saw we we may have just seen the best uh, first pitch to start a major league baseball season that we've ever seen from Megan the Stallion. Hmm. I wonder why. Y'all know, Ace. You tell me why. It was a good throw. Nah, nah. Be honest. Tell us why. <laughs> no, Tell us. <laughs> See, he was bold hey. yesterday. He was bold yesterday, but today, I don't know why he's not. Any, anyway, we know why. I'm trying to find which team showed up to the family pro day, but I am not seeing any list. Mm. Well, all right. Well, oh, he well. finds that. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Anyways, and let's get this going. We're already running late. So, FAMU had 23 NFL scouts today at Pro Day. We have a few numbers from there as well. It was from the photos that I saw. I was I saw that the Patriots definitely were a team that did attend, and that quite honestly makes sense. Bill Belichick is someone that he takes pride in. Oh, well, Allison actually just said 20 teams came out, but in other sort okay, so it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 23 teams that came to Pro Day pretty much. Uh, do you ask her if she knows which team specifically? Uh, we should okay. say sources say which team specifically. I will have to ask her on this evening. But I know you want to know just because it's the Saints. That you're no, ready. I just want to know which, which teams don't go to – HBCU Pro Days. Oh, well, there's always a couple of them that just don't because you know how they are. I had flame, but I don't feel like it. I'm <laughs> tired. It's been a long day. Long week. Anyways, yeah, so family has a Pro Day. Isaiah Land, Xavier Smith, uh, Jose Romeo Martinez, right? Did I get that right? Jose Romo Martinez, yes. Romo, not Romeo. No, it's close. Jose Romo Martinez um, and a couple other guys showed up for the family pro day today. The Darius Fagan, I think, was also at it, right? I did not see. They didn't. They didn't have the thing laid out for him. Oh, yeah, they didn't have anything laid out for him or anything such as that. Um, I'm actually trying to find out now and see like what other scouts were there if I can find a photo. Or anything. I'm not seeing anything. So, huh. Interesting. Well, well, he figured that out. Hey, we're just, we're all distracted today. Um, Yeah, so they had their pro day. Mostly good stuff, it looked like, coming out. So, So, Isaiah Land, I guess the biggest knock on him, according to scouts, was his weight. It's because he went into the combine. Because the biggest thing was, could he get to 235 or 236 in that neighborhood? So he came, he went into Indy at 230, 236. And then he came into today at 235, still moving well. And the thing that he did do well is, as, as we all know, he was top five in the three cone drill and the agility drills, such as that at the combine. So it is proven now, yes, he is a speed rusher. If he were to put more muscle on himself, he could play inside as well at linebacker. So that was one interesting step that came in. So he came into today at 235, showed a lot of his show, – showed what he can do. Um, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're you're the forty yard dash guy. At the combine, he clocked what? Four four six. Four six two. Four six or four six two, something around there. Okay, so I'll give him a low four five grade, because honestly, like that's still impressive. That's good for for edge rusher. So yeah, that's I, still top top ten at the combine. Yeah. So. And the fact of the matter is I'm going to assume he probably either ran the same thing or faster, given that his weight is basically the same and did not change. Yep. So I'll give him that. And then the other thing, too, is because Chris Fadul averaged 44.5 yards per punt this in his career, he punted his long was 59 yards today. So impressive for him as well, someone that – was that and it, it goes to show the hidden gems that were not at the combine in Indy. So it was good for him. That How much was, special team stuff at the combine anyway? Yeah, no, they really don't. They don't. They have a few things. They have a couple punters run here and there and stuff. But my thing is, I, I was surprised to honestly see that the best punter in the FCS and quite possibly the country did not get an invite to the combine. But I mean, as you said, they don't really invite punters or kickers no, mo- mostly sp- mostly special teamers they go off a of college tape and pro day works anyway mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter on that end because as long as especially with punters as long as you have a good hang time and you can direct where you want the punts to go on a backspin or like that kind of nature where you're like getting it to go out of bounds before your touchbacks or whatever mm-hmm. you're, you're getting a job yeah I feel that. That's pretty accurate. Um, and then also, too, we had 13 reps on the bench press for Xavier Smith. So this is bench pressing 225 pounds, which is the universal weight that they judge everybody off of. So 13 reps off the of bench press for Xavier Smith, which is very impressive. For, for what, a guy. Yeah. And also, too, give or take, this is also going to be a guy, given his height, that in my opinion, will be playing in the slot. So, because mm-hmm. what he's 5'10", 5'11". So, yeah, he's definitely going to be a slot type of guy, in my opinion. And, no, it's probably going to be slot. Oh, yeah, no, it makes it makes a lot of sense because, honestly... you like, got to be, like, 4'2 speed to get to play outside at that size, like Tyreek. And he already, at the HBCU Combine, he already ran, like, a 4'3". Four, yeah, four, three, eight. So that's still already, very fast. <laughs> yeah. So he already qualifies for a slot receiver in the NFL. He's already garnered much attention from Steve Smith and everything. So it works out. It checks out very well. And then you also Just have practice that special teamwork. Guaranteed a job. Yes, practice being universal. So for guys like definitely BJ Bowler and Xavier Smith. What I would be focused on right now, especially knowing that they're, especially Xavier Smith, since he's, you know he's going to go late round. So, because honestly, I'm going to be real, he's going either somewhere in the neighborhood of round four to round seven. So he's definitely a day three guy. I I would definitely be focused on you know perfecting my craft as a wide receiver, but I'd also be someone that's going to you know be sure that I'm at the top of my game as far as fielding punts fielding kickoffs, and, of course, it's like riding a bike. You never forget, but staying in your lane 
as far as punt coverage and kickoff coverage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, aside from that, if he, as long as he proves that he's versatile in every facet, such as that, he'll he'll have a spot. He'll have a spot. Mm-hmm. Plus, honestly, too, you have someone like Steve Smith out here promoting him and hyping him up. Yeah, no, he'll he'll get a shot somewhere. I actually would yeah. love to see him in Cincinnati. Now that I think about it, that's random, but I would really love to see him catching passes from Joe Burrow. They got Tyler Boyd in the slot right now. They do. So what? Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T. T. Higgins. You're not keeping all those. They ain't guys. got much. They 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 ain't got much after that. But, but see, see the, thing, the thing is, why I say that is because with Xavier Smith. You're someone that's young and that can, you can, if you get drafted, you're guaranteed they're going to keep you for four years. So then, or you could be a hidden gem that they get in undrafted free agency. And you're not going to be able to keep Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd forever. You just can't. Plus, plus paying Joe Burrow, you ain't going to be able to keep all four of them. Now, if we were still in the 90s and we had no salary cap, and we're talking, Pre Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl era, so if, like that stretch from like before '95, then maybe okay, yeah. But this—that's why I say Xavier Smith, proven slot guy, would thrive in that offense with Joe Burrow. So I, I see me. the vision. That's just me connecting the dots and everything. Plus, also, too, here's another one. Minnesota. Who did Minnesota just lose? Adam Thielen. Undrafted gem. Bingo. And and what? Adam Thielen went to KJ some Osborne. small school. Wait, what? KJ Osborne as well was un- – well, not – he wasn't undrafted. I think he was a late rounder. Oh, we'll see. There we go again. Another one. Patriots. The Patriots is another one. Patriots can literally plug and play anybody, although a lot of people say the Patriots is like joining the military. But, I mean, look, that's another one. Bill Belichick seems to have this man crush on Dallas Daniels out of Jackson State. I'm saying KJ Osborne was a fifth round. Oh. And he's their wide receiver too now. Oh, see? Exactly. And they got Diggs in the fifth too. The defense Wait, rest. are all Viking wide receivers draft, drafted in the fifth round good? Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. KJ uh, Osborne. Thielen wasn't drafted, but yeah. Thielen wasn't drafted? No, I don't think so. Jeez, wow. And now he's all in, he's off in Carolina. But um, the other one, too, is 16 reps on the bench press for B.J. Bowler, 38-inch vertical as well. Yeah, he was oh no, I'm gonna let Ace handle this one. It's a landing spot for undrafted free agency for BJ Bowler. Any more linebacker for like a three-four, right? He's a DB. He's he's a corner. Oh, he looked more like a linebacker. I don't know why. It's the physical build. 
when you live in the weight room and stuff, and it, it, trust me, a lot of a lot of dudes that live in weight rooms and stuff and just lift all day. I know a team that could use some DBs. South in LA. The Rams. And they took the Kobe the Kobe Durant last year. The Rams. You know, honestly, that that fits as well because Jalen Ramsey's gone, and Dakota mm-hmm. Durant for himself. So I can, and then plus, oh yeah, Taylor Rapp's gone as well too. So they do mm-hmm. need to their defensive back room. So they got uh, yeah, they need corners. Another team that needs corners. Let me think off the top of my head. Who lost a lot of corners this year? No, the Detroit stockpiling Minnesota, I guess, because they lost Peterson as well. So Minnesota's popping up again. Tampa lost. It depends on Andrew Boots' health. Hmm. It's a Tampa loss. Uh, bunting or Sean Murphy bunting. Yeah. Yeah, so, but they got Dave and um, Dean. They have Dean and Davis, and then that—that's really it. Yeah, and they're 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 getting forged. Yeah, so that's another team that you could look at that could add a potential DB as far as an undrafted free agent with, with DJ Bowler. So yeah, he can always end up in Miami and go hang out with Xavier and Jalen. That's not a bad option, too. That would be good to see him play in the slot and garner knowledge from both. I would them. add in uh Green Bay as an undrafted guy because they did real good work with Rasul Douglas and um, Chandler Sullivan and developing corners over there. Philly could use a corner or a safety-ish. They could use anything in the secondary, basically. <laughs> no, they could. They could, and then plus that's a hot spot as well, too, because a team that actually just played in the Super Bowl, hell yeah, I would love to go there. I would love to. Um, but yeah, that's. Oh, let's numbers. talk about this lawsuit. Oh yeah, you go, you go ahead. If you want to take charge on that, go ahead. No, no, no. I let you take charge. I just want to chime in. I don't know. I don't know oh. much about what's going on. So basically, themselves caught up in this Urban Edge Network fiasco that ultimately resulted in, if I'm not mistaken, Ad Gauthier taking his leave and everything. So now Tiffany Don Sykes, the new ADs come in and she's basically cleaning up this mess. And one of the things she said at the T20 quarterback club meeting was, well, I think it was a few days ago. She said, you know, once we get this lawsuit behind us, we're going to get our money. And that's rightfully so. And honestly, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the fact of that she is collecting the data first and all the facts before jumping to the conclusion, which is what you want in a leader. And honestly, from what I've seen already, regardless of what any fans or any couch potatoes may think, the praise is coming from the student athletes for her, that she's done a fantastic Oh, yeah. You even heard Allison give praise to her. Uh, was it two weeks ago she was on the show? Yeah, two weeks ago. You heard Allison give the praise. We've seen the athletes. So you got the athletes, you got or student athletes, technically. Uh, you got the media behind you. That's first two people we got to have behind your back Yeah. in any high-level job. So 
exactly and you know she's such she's a very much a people person too i'm actually hoping that i'm hoping that hell when i go to homecoming i hope i do meet her honestly because you know she's out there taking pictures with fans and stuff and talking with fans saying you know how can we improve this fan experience how can we do this how can we do that and that's what you want in an athletic director someone that's easily approachable someone that is easy to talk to from all corners of the pendulum mm -hmm. and right now i can honestly say dude she's winning man she's doing what she needs to do from a leadership standpoint so i, I and i have to commend it i really do so you know i'm hoping that she is able to get a good stranglehold on this lawsuit and how it's going to play out hopefully she she does get the money um and those that are hating i would say you know sit back shut up and let her work because in the end she's going to do what's best for famu this was her dream this was her dream job so mm -hmm. yeah i remember well i remember when we started uh covered the whole hiring process was that last year toward the end of 2022 right we covered it yeah because we talked about it basically every week towards the end and that like there was so much uncertainty october like october we did it big time september we did it they they announced it just before the uh just before homecoming i want to save the game yeah just before homecoming because honest because look that's when i was like look dude the way that they were carrying on about it i was like hell this athletic department's not going to have an ad before before homecoming it may not have one by the classic and boy was i wrong because they, mm -hmm. they set up the process. They, they did it right. They did. They no, they, no, yeah, no. They, someone finally hit the accelerator at the end and said, you know what, the hell with it. Let's go ahead and name somebody, which is, I'm, I'm glad someone. But let's give it to a person who wants the job and actually run with it the right way. That's why I'm glad. So I'm glad people got off their ass and actually did something with the hire. So, yeah, it's like you always yeah. see. Some kind of like businesses and teams, like they get desperate for a specific person who aren't who isn't really like all in on the job. They're just doing it for the paycheck. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You can see it's like she, she she wanted it. She's all in. So shout out. Yeah. And that's what you have to do, especially with when you go to do anything. When you go to hire someone and you own a business, you look under every crevice. You don't just look at the one you don't look at the one that's like the shiniest all the glitters isn't gold so fam you got this one right transitioning over <clears throat> all the glitters in gold yeah that means a guy who's hitting a roof in his pro day where there's no pressure shouldn't be the most talked about or highest touted prospect in his own draft class do anthony richardson Will Levis? No, it's Anthony Richardson. Oh. Oh. I mean, okay, I thought we was going to save that for the college aspect of this, with, like the NCAA. Hey, thing. he's going to be in the NFL in a month. The draft, I think, is in a month? Yeah. Go a month from today. Go ahead and get him. Yeah, 27. Yeah, it's a month from today. Four weeks from today is the draft. Go ahead and get him then. Yeah. I don't know. They you can't say he's better than Stroud or Young, but I mean, anybody in the NFC South, like Bucks, Falcons, and Saints fans, should all want Carolina to take him one. Oh, I do. I really do. 
Because honestly, it's like, okay. We he's not say, better than Stroud and Young. He isn't. He's not. And we can honestly always keep saying that, oh, he's so big. He's like Cam Newton. And someone actually said, so it was actually funny. Cam Newton had 30 passing touchdowns and 20 rushing touchdowns, 20 rushing touchdowns a 14-0 record, and a natty. And Cam Newton carried a team that was, I want to say, 8-4 and four or 8-5. and five the year before and had barely beaten a bad Northwestern team in the Outback Bowl the year before to a national championship. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. Bunch Anthony of two touchdowns, one interception. Brought a seesaw games. Can't even beat up USF. Mm. I'm going to pull up the stats. It's his his drives at Florida consisted of either a three and out or an eighty yard touchdown. There was no in between. I'm gonna pull up the stat, dude. Florida Florida State game, three touchdown passes, one interception, nine of twenty seven. He completed thirty three percent of his passes. What about that to you screams first round pick or first pick in the first round of the NFL draft? I, I can never understand why people get hyped up about a pro day throw when there's no safety over the top. Like just thick really? safety in the pro days right around like the 50 yard line and they're throwing at the 35 or whatever. Exactly. And you know what? The, the, then you see if the balls are throwing are actually good. I'm actually glad you said that. Keep talking, because I'm actually going to... Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he hit the top of the roof on a throw. Someone had once said, uh, yeah, he could do that, but, like, if that's a game and you hit the top of the thing, that's what uh, I want to say, incomplete pass, or they replay it. It's a dead spot. It's a dead ball at that spot or whatever, right? Yeah, you don't want to be doing that when it's, like, fourth and ten and you're down three at, like, your 40-yard line trying to get into field goal range. So I'm going to say now he plays some pretty okay secondaries this year. He has to see the Saints twice. If he if Anthony Richardson ends up in Carolina, he sees the Saints twice. He has to see the Lions secondary. Jacksonville is going to be an improved team. Um, the Dolphins secondary. The Seahawks secondary. The Cowboys secondary. Some pretty decent secondaries he's going to be going up against. Mm-hmm. I know you already It'd be funny if the Panthers draft uh, Richardson one right, and he flops, and they gift the Bears the first pick in the draft next year, and they gift the Bears Caleb Williams, which would also bring up more questions about Justin Fields that would have to be answered. Mm-hmm. How does Justin Fields goes and like how's that Jalen Hurts bleep? And then you have even more questions to be answered because that means you're trading the generational pick and K.O. Williams. But we won't get into all that. That's just hypotheticals right now. Back to Richardson on the Panthers, though. Yeah. I could see why Frank Reich would want him. Like, he's at, like, oozing potential. You can get your hands on him, be like a puppet master, put him in how you want him to be or whatever, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. what's it called? The puppeteers, you know, how, how they have the fingers and everything. And then you're just building him like that. But then you also look at it as like, 
Well, if you don't work, you're not getting Josh Richards, uh, Josh Allen. You're getting, um, I, 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 I don't even know what he would be. Marcus Mariota. Exactly. Exactly. That's literally what you're getting. You're just getting a freak athlete that, that looks amazing in, some, in shoulder pads. Because honestly, like, heaven forbid. I said amazing in tights, not much so in shoulder pads, but okay. Uh, I'm, hey, I mean, imagine... unless you want to move him to running back and put him like Derrick Henry. Well, he'd probably make more money. Because they're, they're saying they, they, they kept calling Lamar running back, even though Lamar at Louisville was a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson ever was. But we won't get into that. Unless you want to get into Lamar. We can get into Lamar, but I was going to wait for a little bit on that. Dude, honestly, Lamar oh. needs to get out of Baltimore. Sorry, sir. I, I don't know if I missed this one. Damn it. it you, you hit it. You hit it. You hit it. Okay. I hope Danny right. gets Ashton. Yeah, no. Honestly, let AD Sykes work. She'll, and they'll get it. Money, 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 money. Everybody just sit back, relax, let 80 seconds cook, let her do what she's got to do, and then it'll come. The thing about lawsuits is they, they take time. This isn't going to be something where it's like – now, it depends on when the lawsuit started as well, too, because if this lawsuit started last year, then, you know, we may – I might take another year. It might, because honestly, that's the thing. Lawsuits can drag out for – Five years, it depends on how severe it is. It's lengthy, or it can be open and shut, which honestly is, unless there's a without reasonable doubt present, but we'll see. They'll get their media deal eventually, though. Eventually, they'll, they'll claw out of it. All um, right. So, let's talk yeah. about MetLife getting a new turf because you know that was known as the turf monster that big scary monster under the bed you know it's in new jersey but it just eats acls the turf the turf at the old meadowlands when they even just had like the astroturf that was crappy too maybe there is a big scary acl monster under the the bed known as Meadowlands and MetLife and all the goodies over there in New Jersey. Yeah, I really think there might be because, and even, but there was one in Philly too. Because when when the old Veterans Stadium had their like turf, dude, Michael Irvin's career ended on that turf. That turf used to claim ACLs. You could see the little divots in the ground from the turf. I guess from where the field, I guess folded and stuff. Yeah, but. It was pitiful, but yeah, honestly, I'm glad. I'm 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 glad, and we'll see. Because honestly, I hope this isn't a situation with MetLife Stadium where how the NFL spent what eight months preparing the grass for the Super Bowl, and the grass for the Super Bowl sucked. I hope it's not one of those situations where this is. Well, some type of you know, you know why the MetLife MetLife is probably getting new turf, right? Enough people complained about it. No, it's not about the people complaining. They probably want to be hosting a World Cup game. Oh, yeah. You know, I never thought about that. They already hosted a Super Bowl. But, and that's... but wait, is it turf? I thought you have to have grass for FIFA, though. I'm not entirely sure. Because they would have to put grass in if it's for the World Cup. 
But I'm sure the reason why they're putting in new turf right now is to appease the players, right? But the reality is to make money for the World Cup in 2026. Yeah, 2026. So, I don't know. All, uh, what I'm going to remember that MetLife turf for is, I want to say, last year, not this last season, but the season before, the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. 49ers had a Week 2 game against the Jets and a Week 3 game against the Giants. Or was it the other way around? I don't remember which way exactly it was. But they had to play back-to-back games in MetLife. And about seven guys tore or broke something, broke part of their leg on that field. Like, Nick Bosa was one of them. Uh, one of the running backs, Solomon Thomas. It was brutal. It was like, it, it was a bunch of guys who got hurt on that field. That's insane, dude. That's, or you that's... just watch Sterling, Sterling Shepard and um, this last year on a primetime game, just running his route. ACL gone, just like that. Not even a cut, just simple run. It's insane. They need to do something about that. Um, the other thing too was the Jets are confident that a trade for Aaron Rodgers will happen before the draft. It's interesting. I'm confident it will too. But my thing is, I'm like the plot twist of all that would be, you know, how ironic would it be? For all this to happen, all this to go down, only for Aaron Rodgers to return back to Green Bay, which I don't think is going back to Green Bay. I believe it. Um, and then also too, there's this. To where though? Indy. It would have to be the Colts. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say Indy. Someone said Arizona, but it was like I think they're not ready to give up give up on Kyler Murray just Kyler's yet. Kyler's already doing off field workouts. Kyler's posting on his IG store him doing off field workouts. Yeah, so it's not going to be him. Like either. just throwing the ball and all that. Like he's rehabbing, so Kyler's going to be back by week six, probably at the mm. latest. I think. Now the he other tear it as late as Jameson. Jameson tore it in January, so the other one too is. New England, which is interesting because Asante no. Samuel went on Twitter and said, "Don't go to, don't go to New England. It's like joining the military." Well, Mars not going to New England. He's not. I don't. I feel, honestly, maybe it's just me. But no, I genuinely... it would be more fun if he goes to Indy. Indy stole the franchise, and now they're going to steal the franchise quarterback. That would be the ultimate get back, because yeah, they that actually... get back. They move from Baltimore to Indianapolis. And then they're taking the quarterback from Baltimore and putting him in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, And not a get back. No, Cleveland. Cleveland Cleveland was playing some chess. Cleveland was like, all right, we're going to break the market for a quarterback when we went and got Sean Cosby, right? They gave him $235 million guaranteed. Broke the market. They knew, like, if we break the market with Deshaun... That means the Ravens and the Bengals in two years is going to have to break the market again. And what happened with Lamar? Ravens don't want to break the market. That's crazy. That's one less team in your division with a quarterback. Yeah. Because my thing now is, is, look, if you let Lamar leave, 
are you even going to be in position to take a quarterback of high value next year? Your team's too good to not be a top two pick to get either of the top two quarterbacks. I mean, Jordan Travis, if he's healthy, is going to be a first-round pick, and Michael Penix, if he's healthy, is a first-round pick next year. Unless you trade with Indianapolis and you take Anthony Richardson at four and run the same offense with Lamar just with the worst passer. You could see five quarterbacks go in the first 20, not first 20, first 15 picks. Next year? Yeah. I think it's best for Shadur. I think we talked about this last week. It's best for Shadur if he stays another year. I wasn't even referencing Shadur. I was saying Drake May, Jordan Travis, Michael Panic, Justin Herbert. And Not even, Justin Herbert, Bowen Hicks, wrong Oregon quarterback. Jeez, oh, Oregon. They both went to Oregon. They both looked the same. Both were number ten. Like, I know, I get it. Yeah, Bowen Uh, so yeah, so let's go. Jordan Travis, Mike Penix, Bowen Uh, K.O. Williams, Drake May. I know and what the you're. Hell, Spencer Rattler is good. I know yeah, what Spencer you're. Spencer Rattler too. Thing where yes, I'm saying that basically white, all white people look alike. That's basically why he busted out laughing America. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, those are the five. Well, and Caleb Williams is the fifth one I was going to name. But And oh, don't forget, I mentioned it just now, Spencer Rattler, because he came on second half of that last year, this year. Oh, yeah. So that's this year. yeah, second half of the, this year. So that might be six quarterbacks. So, yeah, see? so Or we can have a situation like uh, this Two years ago, where we thought um, Keaton Slovis, uh, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, and a couple other guys were going to be first-round picks, and they all flopped. I'm not ready to give up on Sam Howell yet, though. No, I think Sam Howell's going to be good in Washington. I think he will. Yeah. With the enemy there, and you got Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, I think they're going to cook some stuff up. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, okay, let's swing on over here now. Women's final four. So, is the greatest, is the future WNBA GOAT going to beat South Carolina? And is LSU's team going to have one more run at them? I think LSU will have one more run at them. I am not. For for LSU's okay. sake, I'm not too worried about Virginia Tech. I think I could, the LSU Virginia Tech game isn't gonna be as tight. At, it's not gonna be as interesting as the Iowa South Carolina game, dude. That uh, one is what I want to see. Like this 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 Caitlin Clark in Iowa, bro. She 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 looks like she could be better than half of these NBA players right now. Is she the girl that wears number twenty two for Iowa? She's the girl that shoots light out, so I don't know what number she is. I think she's number 22 because actually I was I, I actually had a, conversation about, had a conversation about her a few days ago. With yeah, somebody. 22 from Iowa. I can just yep. type in CAI and she's the first name that comes up. CAI. Oh, yeah, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Because um, I think Sue Bird was in the crowd watching her just to like get a feel for her. Actually, she was named Naismith's Player of the Year over reigning winner Aaliyah Austin. Yeah. And she's also an award finalist for the Wooden Award. 
Yeah, dude, she's scary, bro. This girl is different. She's six feet. She's only a junior. She's from Des Mo West Des Moines. Um, I don't think she's going to be in the WNBA until, is it this year or next year? Because I don't know. The WNBA is weird. I think you have to have like three or four years to be able to be drafted. I have, dude, I have no idea, man. Um, so, I got to look that up to make sure. As it stands right now, she's played all 98 games or yeah, 98 games played in her career. She has not missed a game at all in her career. This season, you have to be 22 years old. Dude, she's almost at a thousand points this year, averaging 27. Um, yeah, basically 27 points a game. That's honestly kind of BS. Why do you have to be 22 years old or be a senior with no eligibility to become a go into the WNBA draft? I have no idea, man. It's it's like, weird. don't they want their young players to be in the league to make them money? That's why it's honestly, dude. This is why it's so hard for me to follow basketball drafts, like because it's like okay, you got drafted by this team, but then it's like, but fifteen minutes later, you've been you've been traded to somewhere else. So it's like it's so hard for me to follow basketball in the sense of well, like no, the, the basketball. No, that's the, not the hard part. Most of them, like NBA, it's one and done. You have nineteen-year-olds getting drafted in the NBA, but in the WNBA, it's twenty-two years old. I don't get that whole logic, but okay. I mean, honestly, and some some feminists might get me for this, but I feel like it has a little bit to do with the maturation of the female body, which plays a factor. I could be wrong. I don't. But again, I, I know don't some, know. I know some feminists that get sensitive about every little thing might find that to be offensive. So we'll be sure to check the comment section for that later. But. Nah, they probably won't find it. We should be fine. <laughs> we'll see. Who knows? But dude, she's anyways. Um, yeah, so men's final four. No four seeds are above in this tournament, in the tournament left. And you know what? I like hey, it. You... The only last year was funny. Team. Last year there was the all blue bloods with mm -hmm. UNC Duke, uh Villanova and uh who was the last one? Somebody was in it. You no, not UConn. This because they won it. Who won? I forgot. Kansas won the whole thing because remember North. Oh Carolina. yeah, Kansas was the last one. Yeah, Kansas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember North Carolina had that large lead on Kansas last year, and Kansas yeah, came. Yeah, beat Duke and Kansas beat Villanova. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were all blue bloods last year. I think one and two C's or whatever. Well, this year, it's the blue-collar teams and FAU San Diego State and Miami. Miami, UConn are more, like, middle class. Honestly, yes. I I think the one that's got the most experience out of all these teams is UConn. They actually said it's actually interesting that every time that the final, that the final four has been in Houston, UConn has come out victorious with the exception of the 99 Final Four, which was in the Trop in St. Pete. But overall, it's been every time UConn. Because so, honestly, like, I would I, – I, I'm hoping for an all-Florida affair with Florida Atlantic going against Miami. But I don't know. I feel like – 
I feel like we're going to get UConn somehow, some way is going to find their way through and they're just going to like, UConn's just going to sweep through South Florida and probably get past UConn, get past Miami. If by some miracle Florida Atlantic can outwit San Diego State, who looks pretty darn good. Like, I feel like UConn's going to, I feel like UConn can just win this whole thing. Because for one, they have, they have faith and tradition on their side of, Every time the Final Four is in in Houston, they've been there. I don't know. I'm not betting on any of these. I don't know what's happening in this men's tournament. I'm telling you, dudes, like I told you last week, a lot of it is just, you know, and this is why the women's tournament has been better than the men's tournament. It's a lot of, like, poor calls by officials because they're just letting they're letting the guys get away with so much that you couldn't even get away with in the NBA game. No, that, you couldn't get away with playing the Lakers. Oh, like LeBron saying, "Oh hell no!" when he saw Patrick Beverly charging right at him. No, I'm talking about how the Lakers have 30 free throws and the Bulls had 13 last night. Who won that game, actually? Lakers. Oh, of course. They're like they're they're pushing hard to get the Lakers. There, no, the NBA. Yeah, the NBA is pushing very hard to get the Lakers. I don't know why. I really don't get it. Just so they can get knocked. Yeah. College pro days and all. And who has who all has impressed lately? What the hell is it? Oh, oh. Yeah. oh, As far as that goes, I will say I was impressed with Bryce Young. Very. I watched his pro. Young and Stroud looked very nice. But Marvin Harrison stole the show at Ohio State's Pro Day, so like I don't know much we could say for that. Look at who his daddy is. Like you, like yeah, he, uh, Like come boy, on, like, Marvin Harrison might go. See, we know who the top two picks are in next year's draft, but pick three might be a wide receiver. Who this year? Next year. Wait, so Marvin hey, Harrison. No wide receiver in this year's class belongs in the top 10. Hell, not even the top 11. Not even Jackson Smith and Jigba? Not, none of them need to be in the top 11. Wow, I'm surprised Ace says no to Jackson Smith and Ohio State receiver not being in the top 10. I'm surprised. Reasons. Even Jackson Smith and Jigba? Boy, was hurt all year. Man, man, man wasn't playing much. It wasn't like Jamar. Mm, man, this needs to be a CNN or like CBS News bulletin. We need Walter Cronkite. People, people know. People know. JNS probably not going in the first round. Not in the. He's gonna go in the first round, but it'll be like somewhere between like twelve and fifteen. Him mm. and Quentin Johnson will go between like twelve and sixteen, twelve and fifteen ish. So what if he falls to the Saints? I'll be fine. Oh, now, oh, oh, now he's fine. I Okay, I see, I, see, I know your game now. I see. I understand. I well, see, man, they need a slot receiver. See, what it, JNS, his knock is he's going to be like how Amon Ra was. Like, he's not exactly the best outside receiver right now. Like, mm. he did his damage in the slot. Like, mm. are you really taking a top 10 pick and using it on a slot receiver? Mm-hmm. America, y'all see what I did? I peeled mm-hmm. back. I peeled back the onion. I got him to say what I wanted him to say. I figured it out. 
<laughs> now, yeah. I'm gonna throw another curveball at you now. What are we doing if we are Dennis Allen in that front office and Nolan Smith and Jackson Smith and Jigba are both on the board at the same time? Mm. Uh, I say picks. I say uh, pick forty and uh, pick seventy-one. Uh, yeah, you're going to um, Cincinnati or Philadelphia, and we're taking either twenty-seven or twenty. No, twenty-eight or thirty, and you just take both. Hmm. Hmm. Because a second hmm. and a third gets you all eight first. So interesting. Interesting. Mm. You didn't get me on that one. Oh no! Like I said, no. I'm I'm just still peeling back the onion. We're getting down mm. to the layer, and I'm, that's what I'm glad I did just now. It's okay. You 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 broke it down for me the, to where I wanted it to be broken down. That's and that's what I'm glad at. Y'all root for UM and FAU. Ah, I mean, I'm actually hoping. I'm I'm hoping that's what we get. But again, I'm not gonna hold my breath if UConn just comes in. We just... we don't need Miami to win because then we'd hear about it for a while. Would we really? Actually, Miami doesn't have any fans, so no, you won't hear about it. Honestly, like Miami fans are like are only people who went to Miami. Like they don't have any actual fans. You know what's funny about that? It actually is is like. I talked to a Florida fan about that, and some, and they were just like, "You know what? I've never met a Miami fan that actually went to Miami." And I, I thought about that. I was like, "That's so true," because all the Hurricanes fans that I've ever met, they never went there. They went to private schools. They just never went to Miami. So, like, it it makes sense because, like, they went to UT. They went to anywhere else like but they did not go to miami so i was like yeah i'll root for him i would i'm hoping for an old south beach affair in houston but i'm not gonna hold my breath for it i feel like fau has a better chance of getting there than miami because of who they have to play but um one final thing before we move on to hot topics we also had Dabo sweeney today say clemson has never been better despite the fact that Clemson has missed the college football playoff the last two seasons. So, Ace, are we counting Clemson out? I'm trying to remember who their quarterback is. It's a white guy. He took DJ's job. He was a freshman, so he's going to be a sophomore this year. You're right. It's a weird name. It's a weird, weird name. Because he played, he played in the Orange Bowl. Cade Klubnik, yeah, it's a weird name. Cade Klubnik. I don't know much about him to say he's gonna be good or anything, but um, right, so, the ACC yeah. is pretty weak outside of FSC right now. Here's what we can honestly and say UNC. So, Cade Klubnik was actually 30 of 54 in that Orange Bowl against Clemson, I mean, against Tennessee, in a 31 to 14 loss. And he actually had, he passed for 320 yards and no touchdown passes. He had two interceptions. That's the game that he left us with at the end of last season. 
And I can honestly say that I, at the end of last season, you know, we're getting back to the point where the ACC is about to really just be Florida State mm-hmm. Clemson again. We're, that's where we're getting to again. And that's a sense of normalcy in the ACC once more. You're going to have every now and again one coastal team that will rise up and be a threat every other every couple of years because you've seen it with Pitt. You've seen it with, you know, well, not Wake Forest, but you've seen it with a couple of teams here and there, like Pitt, Georgia Tech, every now and again. So the good thing about it is, is the ACC is going away from divisions for their conference championship. And so now we're going to start to get the two best teams playing for it all, which honestly I should, I would say is how it should have been from the get go for a little while. Like, cause there, there were some years where Florida state and Clemson, then this, I'm talking about before Willie Taggart showed mm-hmm. up, wrecked everything where Florida state and Clemson were the two best teams in the ACC and they should have been playing for the championship. So now that's a possibility that that could happen. Or it's a possibility or that, Sam you know. Hartman. Wait, so Notre Hartman. Dame isn't officially in the ACC, right? Notre Dame is not officially in the ACC in terms still of. In the, it's still independent. They do general play most of the ACC teams, but yeah. They, Clemson, like with this 12 playoff team, isn't it this year, right? Yeah. Next year. Because this year will be the 2023 one, so next year, so like around. So this 20- is the last. This is the last. This is the last four bracket one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, unless Jordan Travis is healthy all year, like, and Drake made doesn't carry, ACC is wide open. Yeah. It honestly, like that. That's your three teams to watch for. Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina. And honestly, as now that we're moving forward into an, an era of 12 teams in the playoff, what's going to happen is the, the vast majority of the field is going to be SEC teams. And then you're going to have a couple sprinkled in ACC teams. So you're going to have Florida State, Clemson battling it out. And then whoever is that third team, which whether it be, you know, North Carolina, because Mac Brown's going to keep them there for a while. So that's one team to look out for. Um, and then you're going to have the Big 12. UCF is going to figure it out eventually. Oklahoma State's in that conference. And so it's going to be a wide array, but it's going to still, like I said, mostly be comprised of SEC teams at that point. So, you know, I like I said, I'm like you. If Jordan Travis and Drake may stay healthy, it makes for a very interesting and competitive ACC. It does. So... With that, and I know you're watching the hot. I know you're watching the lightning game on your phone. No, actually, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing with idiots. Anyway, let's talk about some baseball and oh, NBA stuff. Hot yeah. So, as far as hot topics goes, MLB opening day, Rays won four nothing. Uh huh. Um, what else we got? Playoff field, actually, speaking of speaking of the devil, as I'm watching the lightning, the playoff field is taking shape. Hurricanes and Bruins have clinched. I know that. I think the yeah. Maple Leafs already clinched, too. 
the Metro- Lightning have won two more games, so probably today and Saturday. The Metropolitan and the Atlantic are actually taking shape right now as we speak. So, yeah, the Bruins have already punched their ticket. I think they're going to honestly get the President's Cup or President's Trophy. Um, yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs, 44-20. and 20, They've clinched the playoff spot out of the East or out of the Atlantic. In the Metropolitan, you have three teams that have already punched their tickets. So Carolina, yeah, Carolina, the New Jersey Devils. Is that what they're called, New Jersey Devils? Yeah. Okay. And then the New they York actually Rangers. play in New Jersey. Okay, so unlike the Giants and the Jets, they're actually a New Jersey team in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then the New York Rangers as well. So no one in the West right now. Oh, no, the West is the only. There's only one dangerous team in the West right now. Maybe that we take a guess. Let's see if he can get it right. I'm gonna say, based on the records, I'm gonna go with two teams. My first guess is gonna be Coach Limpke's favorite team, the Minnesota Wild. My second guess their is best players be- hurt. Okay, so I guess we he might start. be back by next week or two. He'll be back in the next week or two. So in that case, I guess I'm just gonna have to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. Nope. I feel like I'm Vegas really- ain't winning no cup. No, they're good. Vegas is good and all, but like, let's be real, Vegas ain't winning no cup unless it's right for them. They're not beating anybody in the East. I mean, that's how it usually goes when Vegas normally gets to the Stanley Cup. They usually they get there and then they look well, really. Well, it's not pretty. the Stanley Cup. It's the playoffs. They generally lose. They've only made the Stanley Cup once. Okay, so who is this juggernaut team in the West that we should all be the working? LA Kings. Okay, so the second best team in the Pacific. Them and the Kraken. Unless Connor McDavid figured out how to win. Well, right now the Kraken are actually like sitting pretty at fourth in the Pacific at a 40 and 25 record. So we'll see. I like the Mark Kraken. Up. I think Yanni Gore is going to help them a lot in the playoffs. So as long as the goalies hold up, the Kraken so and the goalies would have to hold up. So technically, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Team, hmm. So, no, I said Seattle's basically nothing but Tampa Bay's B team. What's the one got Gord over there from the Lightning? Nope, just Yanni. There's a bunch of um, they took everybody's leftovers and then they signed a bunch of guys and then they drafted a really good guy from Michigan. So it's a whole thing over there. Let's talk NBA a little bit before we head out, I guess. Yes, let's. So, a few playoff spots have been clinched as well in the NBA, which is... Nuggets King for the first time in 16 years. So Dude. now the New York Jets have the longest playoff streak. It's playoff drought. Dude, the craziest, that's crazy because, like, I remember... That's how long it's been, dude. Like, Jason Williams was, like, the star player for the Sacramento Kings the last time they made the playoffs. Ever since then, the Kings were in this, like, rut and just – but honestly, I was I like when, I like seeing 
teams that don't make the playoffs in such a long time actually make the playoffs. Because honestly, like, so because like now at this point, like now that I'm seeing that the Kings are going to the playoffs, like I'm really hoping for like the day when the Detroit Pistons get back to the playoffs. It's been so they were long. In the playoffs a couple of years. No, they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago, like three or four years ago. But how long did they stay? See why? See why? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Got, that was the Blake Griffin Nets. They got swept. I want to say like not even a week and a half. See, so I didn't even get a chance to enjoy the Pistons in the playoffs. At least I'm gonna get a chance to enjoy the Kings in the playoffs. So when when they make it back. I'll be able to enjoy him again. You got to have Cade healthy a whole year for the Pistons to be in the playoffs. No, the Pistons just need to not go, just not win 16 games. Well, as I'm saying, Cade needs to be healthy. Cunningham. Yeah. So, yeah. So, right now, as it looks, the top two seeds in the East and the West are Milwaukee and Denver. Memphis, I feel like, could realistically be the best team in the West if. John Morant would stop letting strippers, you know, grind on him and ride on him and stuff. Um, Boston, second best team in the East. Boston is a juggernaut to every team beside the Magic because they're like blowing out the Bucks right now. I'll beat the Bucks are on the second night of a back-to-back after trashing the Pacers. Of course. And their seating is like pretty much set, so they don't care. Yeah. Because honestly, and you know who I'm really surprised with? The New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson's good, but Julius Randle's out for two weeks, so. He'll be mm. back for the playoffs. I'm very mm-hmm. impressed the Knicks, because honestly, I, I I really would have, I would not have taken the Knicks to be what what they've been this year. I'm very surprised. Wow. Pat, Pat Maroon has scored for the Lightning. Yeah, you don't see that tweet often. Oh, yeah, what do you know? Oh, and we got a fight on the ice. Interesting. <laughs> mm. I like it, though. There To me, this this screams out getting into playoff form. That's what that screams out to me. No, that screams being a 6-0 in this shirt. All right, America, so you know what that means. Ace needs to wear that shirt every day during the Stanley Cup playoffs. No, it's not going to work. Because I, no, I said no, it today, it's not gonna work. Nah, no, nah, see what, what it is. Don't don't do like don't do like them like that fat dude from South Park that just sat on his computer like this all day, just playing on his computer. You actually gotta like at least you just wash it. You gotta get the Tide Pods and just throw it in there. And after after like about maybe like two days, just wash it. You know, it's gonna be really stretched out and really worn out, but the magic will still be in it. That's what you gotta do. So just when the playoffs get here, that's that's what we're doing, okay? We are wearing it every single time that they take the ice. Huh. You don't got to wear it 24-7. It let, let your skin breathe and let the shirt breathe. You could probably you could probably cheat a few times by just for breathing it down. I ain't Come paying on. the water bill to wash it all that. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's every why, other day. That's like like I said, that's that's why you gotta at least just you know for breathe it down. And just let it let it breathe and let it recuperate without having to drown it in some water and some soap every time. Mm. And it'll work out. 
Nah, I think I think what happened was the Boston game pissed them off nerf. Watching though with the Ottawa game where they got their butts kicked. That yeah, that's I mean, the one where they got their act together, but they didn't they put they took the right steps versus Boston and now they're getting into their, their shape. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But then again, you need you need Kalorn to actually score from uh, the last five games of the season and into the playoffs and not have a whole disappearing act like he did last year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We went through that whole segment of Hot Topics. I did not change the background. I it's noticed, okay. but I was like, well... We're, we're, we're talking about every sport out there right now. We have That's talked a lot of a lot of different things tonight, guys, out there. People everywhere. We talked WNBA, NBA, NHL, NFL, NCAA, men's tournament, women's tournament, uh, college football pro, uh, pro days. Um, what else? Anything else? NHBCUs. Yeah, we yeah we basically covered everything. Um, and show, lawsuits, hell. Yes, and media and, deals. Yes, we did. We're proving that we're diverse. very diverse. We 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 are a very diverse and well versatile group here, who can talk about yeah. any different topic that you need. We even talked about how to wash your clothes. Yeah, Tide Tods. Uh, Tide Pods, not Pod Tide. Oh my. Look, EA, look, even even if you don't want to wash and use your own water, what we can do is we can start a GoFundMe, and then that way we can get you some some detergent funds. No, we just need a couple of, like, coins, a bunch of coins, and a GoFundMe to go to a laundromat. Oh, my gosh. Because then, see, look, you, you might be able to end up and be like that guy. No, dry cleaners. We'll be fancy. We'll go to the dry cleaners. Okay, that's better. Because then we preserve, <laughs> preserve that Nikita Kucherov shirt. Because honestly, what we we gonna have to carry this out like how that man did the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl in two thousand, where he he literally went up and stayed up on a on a bulletin board. He camped out up there and said he wasn't gonna come down until the Ravens scored an offensive touchdown. And he stayed up there for three weeks until they scored. So we're going to be like, you know what? Ace going to stay in that shirt until the Lightning win the Stanley Cup. And my gosh, when you take that thing off, it's going to be refreshing. (laughs) See it. Anyway, uh, that, that's going to do it for us on the Running Gun Podcast. Season 5, Episode 10 of Ace and J-Peeps just clowning around. This is why. Doing this who is knows like... what, talking about every random stuff there is in the book. Um, but yeah, yeah, be a friend, tell a friend, like, share, subscribe. If you were on Twitter, you had to click the avatar, go to the link in the bio, hit us up, like it, comment, you know. Who knows? Maybe get the feminist to get mad. A feminist to get mad at us. Who knows? Like we're here for the vibes. We're just vibing out here with sports. This is why me what and we can do about that. Room at the same time. This is why. No, we I learned have... that the hard way yesterday. Yeah, we did. Oh my gosh, the we're, we're terrible. I'm just realizing that now. Oh God, 
nobody yeah. in that restaurant was safe. No, oh no, nobody was. We can't we can't sit in the well, restaurant. That's also what we get for having to sit in a restaurant for two and a half hours, but that wasn't our fault though. No. But they caused that to happen. I'm telling you, wait till you turn 21, dude. Oh my gosh, it's gonna probably be even worse. I'm just letting you know now. All right, that's a good spot to end it. Peeps, run this outro and let's head on out. Yeah, work today. All right, man. Stay safe, stay blessed, man. <laughs>